welcome back to There's Always Another Podcast, a Brandon Sanderson reading and rereading podcast. I am Justin, and I am joined here by... Third book, third Beth. Samuel. And I'm Caleb. Hi, Caleb. It's normal. Caleb. <laughs> yeah, it's always normal. What? What's the big deal? <laughs> and we all briefly pause. Yeah, here we are at the beginning of... Hero of Ages. It is our third book that we're starting on this reading series. Uh, and as for the previous book, uh, this is our, I guess, episode zero for Hero of Ages. We all have a copy of the book. We all have the same copy of the book uh, through some trials and tribulations of, of shipping timelines and all that. Uh, and we are just going to be kind of talking about what we know going in. You know, we've looked at the back of the book. We've looked at the maps at the beginning. Uh, and then what do we want to see? What are we expecting to see coming into the, the final book in this trilogy? So I am super excited about this. Only partially because after this, it means that we get to start reading. It's true. Um, I do have two things I want to bring up before I move on. Um, one is just a, a wrap-up of Well of Ascension that I didn't get around to talking about. Uh, and if you're just joining us, because maybe episode zero is like a fun, uh, seems like a good entry point uh, for new listeners. Um, I did theorize in the last book that the Well of Ascension may have been moved. Um, and I ended up not being 100% correct, but I was kind of on the right track in terms of uh, kind of uh, thinking the well is in one location, but it's actually in another and I got quite a bit of shit about how can you move a well? That's stupid, Caleb. That doesn't make any sense. And I just want to point out that the well itself in the book is small enough that you probably could do that. I described like moving a house. That is a thing that people can do with enough engineering skills. And we see Vin fall to the bottom of the well and she climbs out of it. And then she climbs back down again to get her earring and her medals. Like there's clearly a bottom to it. It's a basin. It was absolutely possible. And I, I, I don't appreciate how much everyone was like, you can't move a well. That's ridiculous. I was 100% arguing in bad faith in that segment. <laughs> Justin bullied me into it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I believed that it could happen, but I was mad at, at Brandon for making it a thing if it was going to happen. You're fair. That's fair. I, was like, I wasn't mad at you. I was like, damn it, that's plausible, Brandon. Brandon? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I scrolled back in our spoiler discussion thread and Justin sent a message. Don't know if I should push him on, quote, how do they move the well, end quote, uh, which is a very neutral sentence. And I'm sorry it became bullying. <laughs> Justin, wonder if we should gaslight anyways. Um, <laughs> that's my job here. Yeah, no, it's no. Yeah, no. In, in, high, like, in hindsight, I appreciate it. But also I was right. And you just weren't letting me have the glory um the other thing i want to bring up is we do all have the same version of the book correct yeah all i right. mean we'll I have so. to actually yeah we'll have to actually see <laughs> we have the same published edition of the book at least yes justin i would like to ask and this may end up not being a very big conversation point but i know you said there's more chapters but they're shorter chapters yes. what is the total word count of hero of ages and how does it compare to well of ascension uh, give me a moment. Uh, yes, uh, Hero of Ages uh, comes in at just shy of 242,000 words. 
uh, which puts it a little bit shorter than Well of Ascension's 250, uh, but longer than Final Empire's 212. Okay. Mm. Longer than, than Final Empire's 212 is... Okay. Then there's not really a, a, a conflict here, but just worth pointing out once more that when you lay them side by side, Hero of Ages is noticeably shorter than Well of Ascension. I was curious if we were going to have another... Um, <laughs> another how why is it why mystery is it of physics yeah, yeah. <laughs> get but out the digital caliper that all that all checks out i suppose interesting by the way um are we uh, uh jumping straight into book talk or can we reflect before we we can definitely reflect that seems okay. like a fine order to do things we did record our last two episodes in the span of only a few days and so there's been some time to kind of unpack all that. Yeah. Um, so I had a question that I posed. I don't know if you guys thought about this at all. Um, what lessons did we learn from the book so far? If you were a viewer for the esteemed site ChristianAnswers.net and you had to come up with a biblical lesson that is taught, bestowed upon us, like how Deadpool's lesson is everyone has good inside of them, according to ChristianAnswers.net. <laughs> what are the lessons of the Final Empire and Well of Ascension? Because here, okay, let me let me roll out mine for you um, and draw a comparison here that I think is a little troubling, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Because <laughs> maybe it'll just go fully on its head. Um, the lessons for the Final Empire, I identified, uh, let's see, five of them that are pretty clear. Uh, never underestimate the power of the little person, e.g. Vin. Uh, no one should be beyond forgiveness, for instance, Kel accepting Ellen. Uh, you should always stand up for what you believe in, even in the face of overwhelming odds. Even after you part ways, a friend is still a friend, for instance, Marsh. And don't assume something about someone just because of their background. For ex for example, Ellen. Um, well of Ascension is not like that. That that Marsh <laughs> takeaway might be uh might might be changed at some point. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's modified by Well of Ascension, like everything else is modified by Well of Ascension. But I think it Brandon lassoed us all and brought us in, and then Well of Ascension just messed with everything because. <laughs> Because the lessons of Well of Ascension, we have positive lessons. We have real love requires trust. For instance, Vin realizing that she didn't love Zane and did love Ellen. And we have trust your instincts, which is uh, Vin saying the well is in Luthadel and then going to Luthadel, trusting your instincts. Uh, and then we have negative lessons. <laughs> we have uh, murder and abject cruelty to innocence do not preclude true love. Um, for instance... Vin figuring out she didn't love Zane was after she slaughtered 300, what, was it 3,300 3, 3, people? I think it was 300. 3,000. Well, that was, that was quite a bit. <laughs> that would have been more than, than that. But yeah, uh, this realization came after she slaughtered all these people and had to beg uh, him not to kill Set. Um, don't trust your friends. For instance, Seiza giving them a fake map. Uh, democracy sucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, sometimes you just have to accept that you're born to murder. Books can lie to you. And literally every religion on the face of the earth won't comfort you in your time of true need. I do have a, a sixth lesson to add on to that, um, which is 
don't trust your instincts. Um, because <laughs> I would say around 80% of the gut reactions Vin has throughout the book end up being wrong. That is true. It teaches both trust them and don't. I I find I find it ironic that the first answer that leapt into my brain I, I will admit, Sam, I thought this was one of your famed Discord shitposts, and I did not give a single thought to this <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> until this very moment. Uh, so the first Well of Ascension lesson that jumped into my brain was, don't immediately trust everything you read, which is both an ironic lesson to derive from a book, and depending on how uh, literalist ChristianAnswers.com or whatever it is, is <laughs> may not net. be a lesson that they endorse. <laughs> Also, ironically, in Well of Ascension, you should trust the very first thing you read and trust yeah. nothing else afterwards. <laughs> and true. maybe that is good for uh, Christian, the ChristianAnswers.com <laughs> or whatever it's called. It's .net. There goes our sponsorship deal, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's take it all over again. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that uh, this is all, all of these are very true christian lessons that brandon sanderson a devout mormon <laughs> intended to put in his fantasy book yeah. where you eat metal to get superpowers but to to drag it back from a shit post for a second though like it's weird be, because this is like the lessons that the book has taught us like this is what we are left with at the end yeah are these thoughts which are not exactly positive yeah, uh, the whole imperialism rocks, kids, as I said last time, is a strange way to end the book. And I'm really curious how they're going to continue that storyline in this one. The back of the book <laughs> still calls him Emperor Ellens, and it's like, it feels really weird to have that be our protagonist. The guy who's like, yeah, I'm the emperor now. Yeah, Well of Ascension does kind of leave us in uh, a, a strange state both with the state of the world, uh, with the the events of the very end of the book, and also, yeah, thematically, uh, it seems like if if the opening question of Well of Ascension is now what? Now that we've toppled this empire, now how do we deal with it? The answer seems to be messily and not well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big old middle book in a trilogy vibes. Like, book one, if you need it to be standalone, it can be standalone. It ends fairly happily. Book two ends in a big old mess, and we'll have to see where that takes us in book three. Before I move too much for not to transition away from this, but um, another thing I don't make sure we don't want to miss. Um, before we transition directly to Hero of Ages, Justin, I believe there was another point of conversation about well of ascension in terms of a character that may or may not have appeared yes uh i i did want to throw that out there uh when we saw uh back in final empire when we saw the beggar slash informant that kelsier talked to named hoyd uh beth and i made sure to point out that there's more going on behind the scenes than meets the eye with this guy uh and he Always. will definitely be showing up here and there as we go through these stories. Uh, and especially in later books, it it becomes kind of a bigger deal to, to spot him and see what he's up to. Uh, he notably never appears by name in Well of Ascension. Uh, and so I wanted to, to check in because we do know from Brandon 
where like what he was up to and where he was uh and he he like almost shows up on page uh and so i wanted to see if sam and caleb if you'd like to know or if you'd like to just pause it and then i can listen and say interesting uh i want to know i mean it doesn't there's no like stakes to, to no know there, it, there right? are no yeah. stakes to it so we'll do it uh like uh like sets lies we'll just tell our guesses and then you say if okay right or not okay you said there were two appearances right yes so there's one where if this were a movie you'd probably be able to see him in the background but he never interacts with the pov character in the scene uh and then there's another time where he is in the same place as our main characters like 10 minutes later like he he just misses them hmm Okay. I am also intrigued to know this because I literally thought he just wasn't in this one. I thought Brandon was still figuring that part out, so I'm excited. Um, I'll go first. Ha. Okay. Uh, my guesses are boring, uh, <clears throat> but I'll guess them. Uh, they're very safe. Um, I'm assuming at the Battle of Luthadel, maybe in the crowd watching Sazed, and in the streets during the missed attack scene where Sazed is running to Credit Shaw. Um, those are both probably wrong, but those are my safe guesses. Okay. Okay. In terms of him actually appearing on screen, I have a couple of different guesses that I, I don't know if I should try to narrow it down to one. Um, Let's take your top. Which one are you going to put money on? But you can also throw out a, another one if you'd like. So I, so I should narrow it down to two? Okay. Um, just because I think it would be the most interesting, even though it doesn't really affect the plot, um, I think it would be most. It would be more interesting. So I'd prefer it if he is in the dinner with Set, and he's one of the people. Like, apparently, everybody can just get in there and pretend to be one of Set's <laughs> servants, and no one will notice. But um, I don't know. I just feel like it would be interesting. At one point, we don't know anything about Hoyd, so th th I'm probably stretching way far here, but. Um, uh vin mentions sensing a tin eye uh listening from the other room and my thought even at the time was if sets in the room already why do you need a tin eye outside of the room listening in um so that that s s spoke to me as like spy for something else or something else going on so like i don't know maybe maybe somewhere in there and then I, I, I have a couple of other ones. I'm going to try and narrow it down to just one. I will say the Church of the Survivor meeting where Demo goes at night. I'm going to guess he was in, in that crowd. Um, oh. And then I'm actually going to guess an inverse here. I think he was almost uh, seeing our characters at the Battle of Luthadel. Because um, I think it would be very funny for this big climactic moment. Um, Hoyd shows up just a couple minutes too late. It's like, oh, shit, missed that. And then fucks off to do whatever whatever he's doing. I don't know. We don't know anything about Hoyd, but I don't know. That just seems funny to me that um, for this big, big, big moment where he may have affected things, he shows up. He's like, ah, nah, missed it, drat. Um, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. So I, I will say, Brandon has told us that that has happened at some point in the Cosmere. Is Hoyd has showed up like just at the wrong time or not like he got the details wrong and just kind of waits around and then leaves because nothing happened uh but that is not actually this instance uh also the phrase uh whatever you said of you know we don't fucking know what he's what he's doing neither do beth and i really it just seems to be vibing for a while <laughs> yeah um uh, but so in in this book um 
it was actually none of the possibilities that you mentioned. Mm. Um, uh, he was among the terrace people who were fleeing uh, the terrace homeland when Vin and Ellen oh. were traveling that way. Hmm. I had that thought, and then I was like, no, he would stand out like a sore thumb. But we don't know anything about Hoyd, so I I should not have made that assumption at all. Apparently, even the the description of him from book one was wrong. Well, changed. like he was he was never actually described on the page. This is pure word of Brandon saying he was there, and then during the whatever week it was that that Ellen and Spook were traveling back, he also traveled back to Luthadel uh, because the the place that he was near our main characters uh is that he was in the well of ascension chamber a little bit after everything went down and everyone left well we don't even know what happened we didn't even get to see that <laughs> like i i was i'm very i was very curious like what is the direct aftermath of of that and we just cut forward to two weeks later so i'm not i'm not angry at brandon but it's it's Part of me is frustrated to know, like, there was someone checking things out, and we don't even get to know about it. <laughs> is that like the, uh, is that the the Well of Ascension's, like, shawarma post-credits scene? <laughs> Honestly, yes. It's, it's just Hoyt is that one gif of John Travolta just looking around going, <laughs> I mean, like, you could make it super ominous if you wanted of, like, this mysterious figure re-enters the Well of Ascension after everyone has left. Like, that could be a good... Uh, post-credit scene but yeah it seems like Hoyt is a weirdo not like a, a, a spooky <laughs> scary guy so I don't uh, yeah I don't know that he could would be... certainly prefer that you agree with that description <laughs> interesting but yeah we will we'll definitely get back to to him uh, as we continue on through the Cosmere and his sort of whole deal maybe hopefully yeah I mean Brandon has said that one of the last series that he's going to write are Hoyd's backstory and the Hoyd one story, that, the, the one that actually features him as like a main character. Okay. Fun fact, Disney just announced Hoyd story five, actually, if you can believe it. <laughs> it's not really a joke. They just announced Toy Story five. That's a real thing. They did? Sure did. What? But, but we found the perfect ending to the story twice. But let's do it again. You found you, uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. All right. Should we continue on to the third book of this trilogy then? Yes. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have uh, our copies of the Hero of Ages for those who are following along. Uh, this is again the uh the trade paperback uh not the one that is just about to come out or just did come out they they just did a new release with new covers um but the one that has uh vin looking weirdly different than she did on the well of ascension cover she's like weirdly off model here uh <laughs> and the uh, dead body of a coloss uh on the cover I'm okay with her looking off model because she looks more like Daphne Keene than ever, than ever, and I stand by that casting to the end of my days, so I'm holding out <laughs> hope. She's kind of craning her head upward while looking down. 
which is a pose yeah, that it's, implies it's a strange arrogance. Pose. Yeah. It's a benevolent empress. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I still agree with Daphne Kane, but... Also, how about that Colossus, huh? Oh. <laughs> he looks he looks goofy. He looks like the uh, the giant from uh, the original Space Jam. The blue guy. Cuz he's blue Wait. and big. So like one of the monsters or like the Danny DeVito alien? What? Yes, he one of the monsters. Yeah, one of the mon Okay. Don't just call them giants. They're the monsters. Let's get it right, okay? <laughs> big tall terrible giants. In the sky. It's like the fourth time we've referenced into the woods on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. And why not? Speaking of of pieces of media where our characters accomplish something notable and then have to live with the consequences thereof. <laughs> and then get to be continued. To be continued. Speaking of stories where the narrator gets eaten halfway through. Um, <laughs> what does it mean to be the hero of ages? <laughs> yeah so uh like last time we do have the the back of the book available and it lays out some of the things that we're going to be looking at uh it does annoyingly just straight up answer one of the questions that i was going to pose uh which is what exactly was the thing that was released from the well of ascension uh sam i know you had you had thoughts before your copy of the book arrived, and I'm curious as to what your uh, what what your case was there. Uh, but we are told here in the blurb uh, that there is a mystic force known as Ruin. Yep. From my original notes, I said, uh, which I wrote before I got the book. So t- ticket. <laughs> I know it's I know it's free points, but I don't care. Uh, We've said this is an apocalypse book, so I guess it's an apocalypse book. This thing that was released, which is presumably ruin, going off of what Tensoon said, is going to ravage the world. So there you go. So the one place that we have seen the name ruin before uh, was was Tensoon uh, remarking that humans were of ruin uh, and the Chondra were of preservation. Yeah, wait, no, Sam, break, congratulations for being correct, but break that down for me. How did you get <laughs> one one instance of the word ruin being used, and you were like, yeah, that's probably the malevolent entity, entity that got released in the Well of Ascension? Well, uh, um, Contra didn't exist pre-Ascension, and he was like, we are children of the Lord Ruler, so the children of whatever was in the well... And I didn't remember the preservation part. <laughs> I would have said preservation, but I was right? like, shit, I don't remember. Let's go with ruin. That's the one I remember. That's what's wild to me is there's there's a strange contradiction here of the Lord Ruler was also human. So to say that humans are of a ruin, but then Contra, who were created by the Lord Ruler, are of preservation. The idea that maybe if there is a ruin presumably there is also an entity that is preservation um is is strange because the contra were created by the lord ruler according to what we've heard um so yeah i just that was a very good called shot uh because i don't think i ever would have gotten that (laughs) maybe preservation is just like the dark side of the shorts you know (laughs) could could be i I see your shorts as big as mine (laughs) 
did we just do it at the exact same instant? I feel like we gotta, we gotta, if we're doing Into the Woods and we're doing a Mass Effect spinoff, we, we, I, has we mentioned we should do a Mel Brooks one at some point? We have, we have. absolutely. Okay. Featuring right. special guest, our, our dad, yes. Beth and, and my, our dad. Yeah. <laughs> who I, I'll be, I'll be the only one who calls him Mr. Your last name. I, I think I would as well. Okay. So I, I wanted to confirm and I, I have by, by way of the, uh, the ebook. Um, I was not super upset about the reveal of of Ruin's name uh, on the back of the book uh, because we do learn we learn nothing more than it is called Ruin in the prologue, so it All was right. it would not exactly be a spoiler for long. All right. So well, the the first lines of chapter one. So you're saying this thing's called Ruin? Ellen said. <laughs> I mean, the, the amount of, of info you get is the single sentence, it called itself Ruin. So, right. not a lot. Not much to chew on there. Speaking of the back of the book, um, it does say at the beginning that the stunning conclusion to the Mistborn trilogy that answers all the questions posed by the first two volumes. I would like to let everyone know that the back of the book is a liar sometimes. And I have a feeling <laughs> that I'm still going to have questions by the end of this book. So... There definitely will still be questions, but honestly, a lot of them, I think, become more questions when you like look way back in retrospect after having read more books. I will say that this trilogy does conclude a decent amount of the things that it poses, but right. but certainly not everything. Yeah, there's like cosmic nuts and bolts that are are more of the questions i feel like but it is it is a very satisfying conclusion yeah no i wasn't i wasn't trying to question that i just i don't trust the back of the book oh yeah no that that is a that is a bold claim to make yeah Yeah. all the questions all of the questions what's hoyd's deal that's a question that's already been posed oh yeah no answers there Speaking of questions posed, can we just go over the questions that we still have hanging from last book? Okay, we can do that. <laughs> and then I can add on to those uh, some of the questions that, that Beth and I thought would be good to, to throw into the mix in this episode. Oh, let me see. So the ones that we asked about the, the map, etc., Hoyd, um, I did like answer them. These questions are just like questions that I don't have answers to right now that I'm frustrated with. I've tried answering them and I can't figure it out because I'm dumb and weird. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, question number one, uh, did we ever figure out who was poisoning the wells? If no. I recall, yeah, if I recall correctly, felt put like locks on the gates, but then that was it specifically put locks on the gates in order to make the people coming in drown i believe was the implication Um, drown and yeah i also wrote down in my notes hey what was the deal with the wells so i i'm pretty confident we did not get a definitive answer on that all right good i'm glad i didn't miss something either that or we both missed something (laughs) yeah um all right um does vin just have the power to make whoever she wants into a mistborn now like, I guess there's more experimentation needed there. Like, there's only some scraps of pottery, it seems like. There wasn't, like, a... There was a huge bowl full of things that looked like pottery. Yeah, I think it seemed like a very limited resource from the description I remember. 
but I think they've got a couple of those little beads. So, yeah. Yeah, I I I know the answer to that of how limited they are. I want to as we're going through these, I'm going to see how much you should know at this point and and whether or not I can actually just answer that right now. <laughs> okay. Um should I keep going? Yeah. Let's keep going. I'll keep going. All right. Um why did the map in the caverns under Credit Shaw have Statland City circled? Um this one, uh, th- this question that I'm about to ask, uh, I feel like I-, I skipped over, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and that question is, why is the Atium gone? Um, I get it now. He, uh, Lord Ruler was a Farukamist. Uh, Atium stores age for Farukamists. Great. Yes. Um, but Farukami doesn't destroy the metals or at least it doesn't for anything we've seen so far so i'm just very confused so i can give you some mechanical explanation but it will not fully answer your question the what the lord ruler was doing uh what gets called compounding bring the chalkboard back out <laughs> yes so it, it uses both alamancy and ferrochemy and that's why it's so broken uh what he was doing was storing an attribute in a piece of metal then burning that piece of metal and getting like an exponential return out of that oh okay so the lord ruler is in fact using uh atm to do his his immortality trick um both alimentically and ferrochemically and and none of our characters like that's mostly speculation on marsh and sazed's part as to how exactly that worked but i i think they would be able to to figure out the math still doesn't add up you don't need that much to to do that kind of compounding yeah maybe i also have to reread the final empire i remember sazed trying to explain why you get an exponential return and i just i did not understand like the mechanics of why it worked that way i should probably just accept like that's just how it works. But I remember reading that being like, I don't, but why? <laughs> Brandon said so. All right, fair enough, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Um, all right. Uh, let's see, next question. Uh, how was Zane not insane? I think that's because God was ruined. But I don't see what the end was if God was ruined. Like, hey, I want you to fuck with Vin. <laughs> Like what? I don't know. I'm assuming we'll find that out because it it was a very very obsequious hanging Chad, uh, from last book. So, God, watch out for those hanging Chads. They'll really chads. they'll really throw the whole thing into into disarray. That's right. And then the Supreme Court of Brandon will have to make a decision. How many yeah. people actually understand this reference nowadays? <laughs> I I know hanging Chads. Yeah, I, I... they're what they're what actually let Penrod uh, take over <laughs> the kingdom. Actually, damn it, Penrod, Phylan, what a dick! Phylan designed the fucking hanging Chad. <laughs> so, sorry, wait, no, I'm just re- I'm thinking back to like the literal scene where Ellen is unsure of whether or not he should inform everyone that they're allowed to recast their votes, and just rewriting it to be like. Um, there's a hanging Chad on my vote. Am I allowed to, to 
take that off so that I can vote for Penrod. <laughs> and Ellen's like thinking back and he's like, yes, you are allowed to take off the hanging chad. You can do it once and then your vote becomes valid. Um, and that becomes the new like crisis of faith of whether or not you should say that out loud. Feel free to cut this part. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, not the part where I'm asking questions because that's a good part. Uh, <laughs> no, cut this whole part. <laughs> Just cut the first 35 minutes of the podcast. That's yeah. right. Cut this nonsense. Um, one is uh, rhetorical. I'll save that for the end. And uh, the last actual question um, is, well, I guess this two questions, probably the same question in terms of what the answer is. Uh, how did Lord Ruler harness ruin, and where did Alamancy actually come from? Because it seems like it's just some some asshole in a pool at this point is what ruin was <laughs> some some taunting jerk doing misty spooky stuff i don't know yeah I, I it's yeah it's good because one of my long-standing theories has been the well of ascension was the power of allomancy and now we're seeing that's not quite true but we do have a possible origin of allomancy because of the weird bead that ellen ate so there's a chance that like the secret to gaining Allomancy happens to be stored in the same location as the Well of Ascension, even though it was not actually related to the powers of the Well of Ascension, um, from what we can tell. Um, yeah, I also remember pondering, yeah, where, what, is, is this the origin of where this came from? And if so, what kind of a mental state was Rashik in when he was like, these are weird beads. I'm going to eat one of them. <laughs> That's how I feel about the first people who ate, like, oysters. Like, you saw a little alien goop in a shell, and it's like, looks good. I mean, it, it was on, like, a pottery chip, so maybe you just thought it was, like, a pita chip. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Where all, right. all of my pita chips are a served little, on pottery little, shards. A little metal oh. crudite for the little Rashek. <laughs> Yum. Um, and then my, uh my rhetorical question uh why bother with any of the democratic intrigue stuff i'm thinking specifically of the moment phylon voted for penrod and looked over at ellen with a sappy smile who cares ellen's gonna be the junta king in like a hundred pages <laughs> yeah you're just really mad that phylon got a moment of pleasure out of any of this fuck you phylon <laughs> what i hope asshole. you're dead what a shitter yeah so as for as for those questions i think that some of them specifically the the ones around uh you know what was the lord ruler actually doing uh what are the origins of allomancy those are definitely things that i think um you're supposed to be having in, in your mind at some point in this book because of the way they were set up in the previous book so we'll uh, we'll see what we can we can get from those i'm appropriately framed Caleb, did you have any of yours that you wanted to uh, toss in? Or I can go to the, the ones that, that Beth and I pulled up. Yeah, well, I got a lot of questions, but I have my theories on answers. So I don't know if I should save those for after you put some questions in the mix or if I should go over everything I have now and then wait for you. Yeah, let's let's um, save those then because we are going right, to right. wrap this up with what do we think is going to happen in this book? Gotcha. I have a very long list of that um but uh yeah let, let's let's hear what questions you have there's a chance i've already answered some of them and i'll i'll be ready okay um yeah and and 
if these are like things that you have capital T thoughts on, we can save those for uh, a, a more cohesive listing of them uh, at the end. Oh, let me be clear. My list is not cohesive in any way. It's a list of bullet points that have no organization whatsoever. <laughs> that works too. Uh, yeah. So the first one was what was what was the thing in the well? Uh, we we've covered that. Presumably ruin. I suppose it is possible that the back of the book is just wrong, but <laughs> uh, but also it's a in liar. Also sometimes. in the prologue, we do see that it calls itself ruin. Um. That would, so that that phrasing is gonna be hilarious if it's like he's not actually ruined he just that, that's just a nickname he gave himself he's really trying out something new and it's like everyone's like god this your name's randall get over it man it's not ruin <laughs> no call me ruin i want to be ruin it's way cooler it's my middle name i promise we see your driver's it's... license randall it's it's real name's george <laughs> chill out wait he's randall and george his middle name's George. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, there were two questions that I had that were kind of uh, continuing um, thematic or, or plot beats from the, the previous two books. Uh, so the first one is we had uh, one, well, I guess two if you count the Lord Ruler. Uh, we had some some notable impactful character deaths in Final Empire with Kelsier and the Lord Ruler. Uh, and then the Battle of Luthadel in Well of Ascension uh, was Clubs, Dachshund, and Tindwell. Uh, so for a chance to get above batting zero, <laughs> who is going to die in Hero of Ages? Uh, and then the other one to to connect to the previous two books uh, was what are our epigraphs going to be and who's going to write them? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a character-by-character character breakdown of what I think each one's going to do because I just wrote down all the characters that I think are still that I think are still alive that I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, I'll just... Uh, I'll, I'll give you the, the Cliff's notes, Clifford's notations of them. Do you want me to, like, just tell you who, who I think is going to die or do you want me to, like, actually go into the... Uh, like a couple of of like big important ones. If you've got, if you've got that, okay. Um, big important deaths or big important like character arcs. Big important deaths. Okay, big important deaths. Uh, all right. Um, I think I think we're at that point where it would be appropriate and cool and interesting if Caesar died. So I'm gonna say Caesar. <laughs> okay. Which means he's gonna live forever. Uh and then I think um who else did I say? I think Marsh is maybe gonna die too. I think we'll find out. I think we'll see. Uh I, I don't think Ham will ever die. God bless. Right, we ever. we've established that this is the universal constant. <laughs> <laughs> Ham's continuing survival. Hoyt's whole deal is keeping an eye on Ham. Like, that's really what this is. And that will continue to be true for the rest of the Cosmere, okay? <laughs> Hoyt is Ham via time travel, which we've established does not happen. Like, jokes aside, him showing up just to keep tabs on a character who we don't think is the most important, I can totally see him actually doing that. <laughs> He's going to be, uh, it'll be like the final battle of Gurren Lagann where he's going to be hurling uh, discus universes at, at ruin while everybody else is dead around him. 
<laughs> I'll never die. <laughs> I'll drag you to hell, ruin. <laughs> but yeah, those are my two, I guess. Marsh and says it. All right. Those are my predictions. Caleb, do you have a uh, uh, a stake that you're willing to to put on? Well, uh, not stake, but I would like to talk about ham um, <laughs> because ham will, of course, not die and never die. Right. Um, actually, have a very similar list. I also think um, Marsh will die, and it will be kind of sad. But also, he's going to be kind of evil. I think he's, he's probably going to have one last moment of like lucidity in which he can uh, uh, essentially. I don't know if it'll be like a heroic sacrifice necessarily, but he will have one last moment of humanity before he dies. Um, Say said, I also think will likely die. That will probably be the big emotional one um, towards the end of the book. Um, and then I also, uh, I, I don't I don't know if I see, it's weird because I have different theories about him later on. I don't know if I see Spook making out of this. I think uh, they could definitely set him up to have a, a big final moment. Um, uh, thinking back to a very specific death from Berserk, I think there's a very good chance that he also has some sort of heroic sacrifice in his last words. Talks about how he still had feelings for Vin, but he's happy that she'll get to live on without him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of get vibes from that. Um, but uh, yeah, those are my my big three. Okay, those have been notated, and we will uh, see how that progresses. Cannot wait for it to be uh, Ham dies, Breeze dies, Spook. Spook is questionably alive or dead, so neither Samurai get to be correct. <laughs> Says it, Marsh live. Um, and then I also did ponder if Elend or Vin would die, and I feel like it's going to be, because this does tend to happen a lot, particularly in adult fiction, um, Vin will appear to die, and then will end up having survived in some form. Uh, and there will be there will still be a happily ever after, even though for a while everyone's going to think she had to sacrifice herself to defeat Ruin once and for all. That, I think, would have been the big question for me if if I were posed these questions pre-reading Hero of Ages, would be, is Brandon going to commit to, uh, like, would it work for Vin or Ellen to die? Or are they going to end the book together? So we will see. Yeah, I think the reason I, I pondered Vin dying or Ellen dying, I don't, I, I don't think there's any chance they both die. Um, which once more, that will probably happen now that I just said that. Um, but um, I, I never thought both of them would die. I figured there might be a case where Ellen dies and Vin has to live on without him. But because I do think Sazed will die, I don't think we'll have Sazed and Ellen both die and Vin has to go through the exact same thing twice of, no, this person I trusted more than almost anyone else. How will I ever live without you? I, I don't see Brandon doing that twice uh, in the same book. Uh, so I think it's either Sazed or Ellen will die and I'm putting money on Sazed. Okay. Uh, so what do we think about epigraphs? Uh, I know there was some there was some earlier speculation as we were getting to the end of Well of Ascension. Uh, and if I remember it correctly, uh, Sam, you were wondering if it might be uh, Rashik to complete the the kind of the three angles of the original story of the Hero of Ages, now that we've seen Alendi and Quan's POV on it. Um, and then Caleb, I believe you said that that was a possibility or uh, something that Sazed had written, but that was when you were wondering if he was going to die in the Battle of Luthadel. I believe those were the, the running theories. Yeah, I was very torn between Rashik versus Sazed and 
Sam said, I think it's probably Rashik. So I said, all right, for the sake of the competition, I will go with Sage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did think those were the two big possibilities. Um, furthering to that, uh, I you know, do still think it's going to be Rashik. Um, or even maybe Lord Ruler as the Lord Ruler post-Ascension. Mm, okay. Uh, but um, the reason why I say this is because of the front of the book where it says killing the tyrant Lord Ruler was the right thing to do, wasn't it? Um, what other than personification is going to make us think it wasn't? You know what I mean? Like, Right. So we, we never, by the time that we realized that there was something more than just being an evil dictator, he was already dead. And so if we are going to have to revisit that kind of line of questioning maybe we need some more info on it right it would also answer questions that can't be answered because he's dead because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's dead okay and then caleb are you still on the the area of theories that you were already thinking yeah well it's tricky because i figured if 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 the previous backs of the books are any indication, the line at the, the top of the back of the book, what does it mean to be the Hero of Ages, will likely be part of the epigraphs because um, that big line has been the epigraph to the past two books. Um, so I was really expecting to have this question answered by now, but we really don't. There are many people who could have written that phrase. Um, I think Sam definitely has... Uh, it, it makes sense, that train of thought that... Um, if we're supposed to find out whether or not the Lord Ruler dying was a good thing, we should probably learn more about the Lord Ruler specifically. And then we also have on the back of the book, um, Emperor Ellen Venture hopes to find clues left behind by the Lord Ruler that will allow him to save the world, um, which hints that we'll, we might be getting more info in that regard. Um, so clues are leading to Rashek. Um, and I think it would make sense if Rashek is writing about the Hero of Ages specifically, would make sense if this is post um ascension and now he's like well what does it mean to be the guy who saved everybody i am such a cool man um so yeah i think i would also put money on rashek at this point um if that's the case i i kind of hope that maybe in era two we get sazed epigraphs um, I just don't know why they would be necessarily relevant to Era 2, because I'm assuming, again, if this is the conclusive uh, ending to this story, why would talking about... I, I specifically guessed it would be Sazed writing about Vin being the Hero of Ages and writing about all of his findings that he wrote with Tindwell. Um, I have a hard time seeing why that would be relevant in Era 2, um, so I'm not quite sure about that. Um, but um, with the information I have available to me, my my brain is saying Rashek, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, and regarding Sazed and doing an epigraph, uh, one of the notes I wrote in addition to how Sazed's going to die, uh, he's going to do something, he's either going to die off screen and we'll just hear about it, or he's going to do something that we won't ever see and it'll be, either way, whatever that thing is, it'll be the epigraph for a future book. Mm, okay. We'll be left scratching our... our our heads over like where does it go but the book the book will answer every single one of our questions <laughs> that can't possibly be technically it's going to answer all the questions from the first two volumes so if there's a new question posed in this book the back of the book isn't lying yet 
we'll be left with the question, where did Zeza go? And the uh, epigraph for the next uh, trilogy, the first sentence of the first epigraph will be, so the short answer is I went to Cabo. (laughs) (laughs) Fantasy Cabo. (laughs) I mean, I, I was going to remark on first sentence is we know for a fact that we are going to get some epigraph information starting with chapter one so it will not take long to uh to at least see how things start fitting into to possible theories and now that i've recanted my say Z guess i'm going to be really upset if it is say Z in this book it would be an interesting um there is the the kind of pattern of uh the the first two sets of epigraphs are uh characters who are either from the far past or dead or both uh, and i yeah. only say or because for the first part of final empire there was like it seemed like the Alendi's journal like without the 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 rashik switch we thought that this might actually be the lord ruler right yeah i don't know i could still i could still see it the the main reason is because i thought Caesar would die so it would be like it would be really sad if the epigraphs yeah. are, are from him and that doesn't make any sense, but that could still happen in this book if he dies towards the end, and then like the last couple of epigraphs are really sweet and wholesome. But I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like completing the set makes the most sense. It would make most sense if it's, it's going to be Rashik. Here's my question, double question. Uh, the last two books, the epigraphs uh, have been a bait and switch. Um, mm-hmm. The first one being you think it's Elendi, and then it's not, and the second one being. Um, you think you're uh, supposed to release it, but you're not. Um, what's it, First of all, is there going to be a bait-and-switch with this? And second of all, what's that bait-and-switch going to be? Right, or some sort of, of twist in general as to how we first understand it versus how it actually all comes together when we see the full picture. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, switch, what? I'm switching back. I, I think, and now that you say that, Sam... I, I think there's a chance, if it turned out to be wrong, I will be wrong soon, and I won't feel bad about it for that long. I won't be embarrassed that I held on to this theory for that long. But it would be an interesting switch if it seems like someone is writing about the importance of being the Hero of Ages, and we all assume it's Rashek, and then the end of the book, it's revealed that it's actually Seizid writing about this. So you know what? I'm going to stick with my Seizid guess for now, and we'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, All right. Me, okay, so let me put that down. Uh, <laughs> control Z, control... Uh, well, I, I've uh, got... Wait, no. <laughs> whenever there are... Um, whenever you have predictions that you generally agree on, I'll just put a little arrow to say, like, yes, also that thing. Ah. Which is funny for your death predictions, because in Sam's column, it says, says it slash marsh, and then hop over to Caleb's column, where it says little arrow plus spook. But based on how the arrow is formed, I thought it said plus or minus spook for a second. I was like, what does that mean? Uh, but spook then might later die. you referenced... Spook also might live forever. Schrodinger's Lestimorns. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I have one other question, but I want to skip to a different thing first, uh, which is that uh, before the prologue of this book, in the, the introductory pages... Uh, we have a set of maps, maps which we know are, are good fun to look at. Uh, we have, uh, once again, the map of the Final Empire uh, that I believe is, I mean, p- 
position of the ash mounts aside um <laughs> identical to the one that we've seen in the other two books uh i'm pretty sure this is a fun fun little fact for you i'm pretty sure mount Daratatith and maybe the conventicle were not in final empire but they were definitely in well of ascension yeah they were okay. added i think in well uh, what we don't have is a map of the city of Luthadel, which we've seen considerably in both of our, our previous two. Uh, we do have two other cities. Uh, we have one that is is awkwardly wedged into the binding of the book, if you're looking at the physical edition, uh, the city of Urto, uh, and then also Fadrek's city. So what's going on here? Why do why these two? Why? Do we have, do we have these two pulled out? Well, well, uh, I, do you want to go first? I don't care. You're Caleb not. is our noted map expert, so I think we we have to <laughs> to go his way first. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, well, these are notably the two cities that, towards the end of the book, um, our uh, kings in waiting both wanted to rescue. Um, I believe oh, I could be getting them mixed up, but I can just double check the world map real quick if I want to. Um, uh, Okay, yeah, Urto is where Janarl wanted to go because that's where the where Straff's people were set up before they came back to Luthadel. And then Fadrek City is where Set wanted to go. Um, I don't know if, I don't believe that's his capital, but that's one of the cities he wanted to go recapture. Um, I get I get Fadrek City and Haverfax confused as to which one was the actual capital. Both of them are cities that were controlled by Set. Um, the other uh, one both... the cannery. Yes, Haverfax. Haverfax did have the cannery. I remember that much. Um, but uh, yeah, both of these cities were cities that were mentioned towards the end of Well of Ascension as, hey, when are we going to go uh, uh, rescue those from the, the mm-hmm. I guess, rabble rousers who tried to take it over? It's it's <laughs> unclear exactly who took over Urto because Straff never really mentioned like, oh yeah, I'm going to have to go reclaim my territory. That was really only a set thing that got brought up over and over again um but uh yes so this will actually play into what i think the structure of the book might end up being um that i will talk about a little bit later on um but yeah it's worth noting that these two are um uh have already been set up as as possible plot threads at the end of last book and i did not really pick up on the fact that there's no luthadel map which is actually really interesting to me that's i yeah that's weird (laughs) You get the gist. Yeah, you already know what it looks like. Come on. Yeah. You already know. <laughs> Nodge said he would not go back a third time, so we're just honoring that wish. It's true. <laughs> we did get that map in both books, so I don't know why I couldn't get the same map the third time, but you're right. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, Erto or yeah, Erto and Fadric City are set in Janarls, uh, not respectively um, <laughs> uh, places that they want to go. Um, Fadric City uh, sets territory. Uh, Erto is Janarls. Um, the features of them: uh, Fadric City. Uh, who is Slow Swift? I don't know, but his name is a contradiction, and I can't see, and I can't wait to see which half is an oxymoron. <laughs> Uh, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, keep Oriel. It's a noble home, so eventually we're going to meet the Oriels. Um, or at least I'm assuming it's a noble home, because all the keeps we've seen so far have been 
Noble Holmes. Uh, except for Manor Renault, which was a manor, not a keep. Uh, and I can't help but notice that the city gates of Fadric City are not connected to, you know, a wall. <laughs> yeah, the structure here also stood out to me. They're just like there. They're just city <laughs> city gates. Like when invaders come, do they tell them no? Go around. I, I kind of assumed maybe that dotted line is a wall, but that doesn't go around the whole city, so why wouldn't you do that? And for a second, I thought maybe it's an island, but if we go back to the world map, unless it's a very small lake, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, I also, I, I remember thinking that was weird. Um, other things to note, um, first off, just shout out to one of the best supporting characters from Skyward Sword, Oriel. Uh, she's adorable. Um and no one ever talks about her, but I love her character design. I love her attitude. She's great. Anyways, um, <laughs> there's also uh, all the wells marked on this, which is another reason that I uh, was thinking about the wells from the last book and how we didn't really get any answers. Um, curious if that will come into play here as well. Well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, shout out to Simple Flips. We do have to shout out to Simple Flips. Yeah, I should shout out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's Fadric City. Uh, Erto, um, the features of it. Uh, white streets. They will they will run red. I, I mean, I can only imagine. Damn. <laughs> there, there you go. With with Sazed's blood. Oh, no. uh, Damn. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've got uh, the other one that I noticed uh, was the Citizen's Home. Who's the citizen? He's the final empire's true savior, and they rotate every year. Just the single citizen. <laughs> Mom said it's my <laughs> turn to be the citizen. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting title, though. Is it like citizens, like with an, where's the apostrophe? Is it after right. or before the S? That, that is an important distinction. So, yeah, those are the two. And it's just because uh, Set and Gennaro want to take him back, and I guess we're going to see that. Okay. All right. Uh, I had one more question that's more open-ended and then we can get into, I guess we can, I can throw this question out and then we can get right into what the, the overall predictions are, uh, which is, I'm curious if either of you have uh, any uh, kind of small detail or like side character or something that has come up in one of the previous two books that you want to say, this is going to be relevant again. Uh, the wells. The poisoning yeah, also, of the wells. I, I hope the wells are important. It would be wild if Felt was like, all right, I'm going to go drown those folks, and we never hear anything <laughs> from that again. Or, or Felt is going to come back like in the first chapter of, of this book and be like, hey, uh, do, do we still care about the well stuff? Like, is that... Are we... Okay, I mean, I I, I I called like a whole crew to to lock the thing. Yeah, installing those underwater was a difficult process. This was a whole lot of work for me, man. Like, it, nothing. Ellen's just completely forgotten. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah, the the wells. You you take care of that. Sorry, Eugene. I've just I I got other stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> forgot about your casting for a second i was like oh secret new character prediction who is eugene 
I, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, we did confirm it was Straff. I guess that doesn't matter anymore, but I just oh, figured you might want to know that at some point. Not to, uh, not to be a nudge. Not to be a nudge, but uh, this is something <laughs> that you forgot to check in on. So, uh, yep, just drowned a couple of Straff's guys. You probably have bigger things on your mind. They're still down there. It's actually making the wells even less potable. So yes, should we... it's, it's more poison than it was before because they were carrying the poison on them. And then also now the bodies are bloating. So like it's really just doubled up the problem. Double extra poison. <laughs> Breaking out of our RP here for a sec. Are you serious, Caleb? Was, that, was it actually Straff? Or am I forgetting something? No, that's what I'm saying. Like... It would be funny if that is the wrap-up of we never found out, but hey, it was Straff. But no, we did not find out. So that's, again, that's why I'm hoping it becomes relevant because it would be kind of silly if we just find out very offhandedly in this book. Um, yeah, no, it was Straff. Don't worry about it. Or uh, it it was Straff, but um, it became irrelevant when he was bisected. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. That's the one detail. Right. I hope Lady Cliss comes back. At this point, I don't expect her to, but I want her to. <laughs> oh, and Statland City. That's my other one. Uh, there's no... I don't think it's even on, on our map, on our world Yeah, map. I also noticed that. Why would that not be on the map? Because we, it, it, it should exist, because Ellen recognized it. So why would that not be on the map? I also picked up on that. In our, in our whirlwind of mind blowers that was the last section... Like, why Statland City circled? We don't have time for that. Come on! Don't worry about it. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta. Uh, uh, I gotta dunk into a well. There's lots of priorities right here. Sometimes stuff just gets laid by the wayside. You know how it is. You gotta get stabbed by wells. a ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm also curious if the smoke's gonna be important. Well, I, I, I mentioned that last time, but there's a whole chamber on the way to the well that's filled with smoke. And it posed no threat or like obstacle, so why even have that? I don't know. It just <laughs> it felt like it, it felt like going into the um uh in 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 Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the kids have to get through all the traps, and then it's clarified later that Quirrell catches up to them because they'd already defeated all the traps, and it almost felt like we were seeing it from Quirrell's perspective of like walking through <laughs> a bunch of these special rooms and being like. Well, don't have to worry about that. We're just going to go straight to the end. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm curious if that will end up being important as well. All right. Uh, let me put some of those down. Uh, and then I think we can just ask kind of big picture. What, uh, what are we in store for in the Hero of Ages? Mm. When I was doing my predictions for this, uh, I, I did it not in a predict the plot kind of way, but in a, uh, coming of age stand by me you know we john never came back from vietnam kind of thing <laughs> so uh, i just went name by name and was just like this is what they're gonna do uh let me give you a few highlights uh spook first of all um if brandon's not gonna recast him like he did last book i'm gonna recast <laughs> him for the last book uh paul ployman Ployman? I hope that's his name. From Scenes from the Suburbs. I think he was just in the one movie, um, but about 10 years ago. Not like now, but 10 years ago, because I think he's in his 30s. Uh, again, this of course presumes 
Brandon didn't recast him a second time, uh, which would mean that I have to then recast him again when we see him again. <laughs> um, so that's my recast for Spook. Uh, and uh, here's my point, my my, my larger thing. Uh, he's going to go blind and be sad about uh, it. You got to it before I did. That's <laughs> awesome, I guess. Yeah. It was the burning of the tin. Like, he's he's raging it all the time. They're laying it on real thick. They are. <laughs> that yeah. boy burns way too much tin. Way too much tin. And it's becoming less and less effective because he's losing his senses. And he's going to uh, either become completely insufferable in a way that is beyond anyone's expectations. <laughs> or uh, he's going to turn into some kind of cool badass. Maybe Vin will make him a Mistborn too. We'll find out. That'll be interesting. He'll, he'll throw enough of a pity party that Vin will be like, fine, here's a pita chip for you. Can here's one both of, of those two <laughs> incredibly magical things that we have very limited resources of. <laughs> Can both of those happen? Can he be a badass and like pitiable and still spook? <laughs> mm. Nobody Does cares about the poor range? spook. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, and uh, also he's going to live. I, I think... did uh, Caleb said Spook was going to die. I didn't yes. say Spook was going to die. Okay. Correct. This is my, my buried lead third bullet point, was that Spook is going to live. Okay. Um, so there, our, our roads have diverged in a wood. <laughs> I, I took the one less traveled by. I was going to say we will see which one is less traveled by once we actually travel them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Ham will never die. Yes. Ham will live forever. Of course. Uh, Sa- is going to be a grumpus uh, until someone <laughs> restores his faith late in the book, um, and then he's going to die. Uh, rest in peace, Sazed. We'll see Swolzed one more time. That'd be cool. Uh, although he is at a swole, so we'll have to be spending some time either recharging that or something else. I don't know. Grumpus time is good recharging time, though. I think that could th- those two could go hand in hand. <laughs> he's gonna be a weak grumpus a frail grumpus uh that sounds like a great magic card frail um, grumpus. let me let me frail, double check frail grumpus <laughs> uh god damn it damn it scryfall so purely for the my own sake of being able to shitpost via magic cards I have installed the Scryfall bot into our Discord, so we can just do that. But there is no Frail Grumpus. Hate to break it to you. No fucking Frail Grumpus. You gotta be kidding me. There's the Humpus Wumpus, though. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Penrod, Janarl, and Set will continue to advise Ellen on things. Uh, all of them seem level-headed enough when they have uh, enough raw meat thrown in their direction. So... That'll be how that proceeds. Um, but they are all the dogs. Contra and, will... and politicians have in common. They love it's... that raw meat. They love that rotten meat. It's not rotten. It's aged. It's aged. Aged. Like a fine cheese. Um, but yeah, uh, if that meat runs out, then we're in trouble. But I feel like there's bigger fish to fry. Uh, food. A... Bada bing. Um all right, uh, next person that I identified that is a hanging question is Phylon. Um He's dead, I hope. That'd be cool. 
What a jerk. <laughs> what, what a, a fucker. fucker. Um, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he was uh, killed by the mist. That'd be great. <laughs> First chapter. <laughs> Ellen walked outside and he felt nothing when he looked down at Phylon's <laughs> rotting corpse. Vin Ellen tried didn't to cry want at Phylon's to cry. funeral, but why? <laughs> <laughs> the tears wouldn't come. For good reason, they wouldn't come. Uh, I do regret to inform you, Phylon's uh, name does not start with a J, so he can't have been killed by the mists. It's going to have to be Janarl who gets killed. Old Janarl. Yeah. Oh. Um. All right, uh, I got a couple more. Uh, Breeze, um, he's going to learn to become unbroken. He's going to knit himself back together. Um. Near the end, we were kind of toying with his noble roots. I'm guessing that'll come in in some way. We'll continue that little thread. Um, Demo either died in the attack, or and we never learned about it, or he's still preaching and he's going to be like a source of strength to the people of Luthadel. Okay. Or he'll become a weird dogmatic priest. I don't know. But he's going to be religious. He's going to be more religious in this book than he was in the last book. More dogmatic. Um, because there's not really any threats to to fight against. All right. Uh, Njordin sets son, who uh Vin menaced but didn't kill. Uh, are he and Spook gonna become friends? We're gonna have a little Pete Carr Armstrong Owen Casey reunion. You know. Is it That'd just be cool. because of their casting that you want them to be friends? Is it because they're both kind of pathetic boys? Like, <laughs> what's the vibe here? They are kind of both pathetic boys. They're both sidekick <laughs> materials, so maybe together they'll be a hero or something. <laughs> together they form one main character. Our powers combined. We are interesting enough to care about. <laughs> um, all right, uh, and then my the two that are what the two that you're thinking. What the hell, Sam? Why haven't you talked about these two yet? Uh, here Zane. we go. Uh, Zane got his throat cut. He better be fucking dead. God damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Elland is a Mistborn now. Uh, sure this is. is boring, but okay. <laughs> I just, I'm bored by it. Come on. I don't know. Fine. He's alive. G- good. Uh, Elland, you know, we loved, we learned to love him last book. Last book was all about let's learn to love Elland. And I'm okay with Elland. He's cool. Uh, I don't think he needed to be a Mistborn, but I'm not the author, so okay. Um, he's still at his heart a scholarly oaf. He doesn't have the killer instinct that most Mistborn have. Um, as clearly strown, shown by his meeting with Straff, where he got steamrolled until he threatened Straff with Vin. Um, so the question comes, uh, why bother making him a Mistborn at all, Brandon? Uh, oh god! I the... hadn't fully swallowed my water for that one. That was dangerous. <laughs> glad, you didn't, glad you didn't choke there. Uh, and then the the last one, uh, the one that we're all wondering, um, is the one I'd spent the least amount of time thinking about. Uh, uh, Vin ain't gonna stop ruin, and she is gonna die. But it'll. Oh, I forgot to say, Vin's gonna die. Vin's. <laughs> Vin's that's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Sam is now champion lead barrier. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about fucking, fucking 
Bjorn didn't before you said, I think the protagonist is going to die? I think the protagonist is going to die. Uh, and it's going to be super heroic. Don't worry. It'll be super heroic. <laughs> we'll die, comma, don't worry. Will be super heroic. I love right. the implication that, like, if I had been spoiled, that oh no, Vin's gonna die. Like, maybe I would be worried. Oh, I hope she doesn't go out like a dumb coward who doesn't do anything useful. Like, <laughs> if she dies, yeah, I would hope it's heroic. Listen, we got folks listening out there who want to. I gotta keep them coming along, you know. Some. Uh, you know, I dropped clues at the at the very beginning, uh, breadcrumbs, that I was going to announce a secret uh, dead person. <laughs> and they heard well, you start the talking about Din and went, "Yeah, let's let's keep powering through." <laughs> let's keep. That's just uh, just a couple more to talk about. You know, the main characters. And Kel's going to come back. He is Ruin. Oh, okay, never mind. No, now no. that's the biggest buried lead. <laughs> this whole time, I was ruined, Vin. It was me, Kelsier. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. That's my uh, my stand by me for this book. Okay. Sorry, was that last one real or was that trolling? Uh, n- not the Kelsier one. That was not okay. Real. But Vin, okay. Vin is gonna die. Right. Yes. Rest yes. in peace. Preemptive rest in peace. All right. Uh, I like the, I, I like categorizing it this way because it means that like we can, we can check in kind of individually on each point as we're, we're going along. Yeah. So let's go to Caleb who has probably not categorized it this way. <laughs> I have terrible <laughs> news. Um, and in fact, uh, even more terrible news. I'm not even going to go into my theories yet because uh, Sam mentioning Demo made me remember something. Um, at the beginning of the book, we don't just get the maps. We also get the acknowledgments section. And I forget if it got brought up when we met the character in Final Empire. Did we bring up that Demo is apparently named after someone Brandon knows? Uh, I think I I think I didn't bring that one up. Um, Micah Demo, yes, is a is a friend of Brandon's, yeah. uh, member he of his is... writing group, I believe. Yes, he is listed in the Alpha Readers for this book, uh, which was a fun little. Oh, hey, look at that. Um, so yeah, just wanted to point that out. That was fun. Finally, a cameo from Brandon that isn't making his friend a corpse that gets dropped on a lawn. It would be very funny if Demo did end up being the Contra, and it's like, yeah, your character is actually dead the whole time, you just don't know it. <laughs> Alright, um, what, yeah, what, yeah, this is gonna be all over the place, folks. Um, so, doubling down on some theories from last time, um, it's mentioned that the Inquisitors took the bodies of the terrorist people. Um, I think it would be spooky and scary and quite formidable, given what we know about the Lord Ruler, if we got some terrorist inquisitors who were capable of compounding. Um, that would be it. Would be interesting to see, and uh, uh, you know, that's that's dangerous. We know it's dangerous. It would be a bad day. Um, a theory that I think I brought up towards the very beginning of Final Empire that I just haven't talked about in a while, um, <laughs> but I'm doubling down on. Uh, the reason the sun is red is because there's so much volcanic ash in the sky and that's just how it looks because of all the ash mounts and whatever gets done at the end of the book when ruin gets defeated and the deepness gets defeated and presumably things are able to be fixed hopefully um, the when the volcanoes go away 
that will allow the sky to become blue again, the sun to become yellow white again. Um, or alternatively, they defeat the threats, but the actual state of the world doesn't get changed because you can't just get the Well of Ascension powers back immediately and we have to wait another thousand years. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm doubling down on the reason the world looks the way it is is specifically because there's so many fucking volcanoes around. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I also thought Spook was going to go blind. Uh, that, that was, uh, like I said, they were laying it on real thick. Um, I am curious if it's going to happen gradually, if it will happen partial way into the book, or something that I was wondering if we would get at the end of Well of Ascension. I think there's a chance that, you know, we didn't get too much perspective on from everyone else on what happened when uh, Ruin got released. Um, I'm curious if Spook went blind at the end of Well of Ascension when uh, things went haywire. Um, and he was flaring his tin for no reason. And there was a big, big bright flash of light when the Well of Ascension powers got activated. Because um, we certainly don't check in on Spook uh, in the last two chapters. So there's a chance that he already has gone blind. Um, but uh, yes, I do think that's going to happen at some point at least. Um, going into some questions and my possible answers for them. Where's the Atium? Um, my only real guess for that is Statland City. I'm guessing that somewhere in the those deep underground caverns, there might be an underground tunnel that leads to Statland City, and that's how Lord Ruler's been getting it, and then sending it underground somewhere else so that it's safer from people raiding Credit Shaw. Um, my I, I do, I am curious why Statland City is not on the map. Um, so my guess is my guess is that the Adium was stored there. But I also think because that would maybe make our characters too overpowered. My guess is most of it will be gone by the time they get there. Um, maybe taken by the Inquisitors. Like that's that's like kind of my main guess on why the Atheum would be gone. But um, yeah, I think they will find the secret stash, but there won't be as much there as they were hoping for. There'll just be enough for them to get through the rest of the book by the skin of their teeth, as is the custom. Um, a uh, question I forgot to ask, and I don't really have any answers for, but hey, is that Miss Spirit just going to be chilling now? Is that like a friendly Miss Spirit? Because um, we really didn't get any definitive answers on what its deal was, um, aside from it was trying to communicate that Vin should take the power for herself um, and was not able to convince her of that. Um, but it stuck around after the Ascension powers went away. Um, so what's the deal? Why didn't it start popping up until after the Lord Ruler died? Um, and if, if it's a matter of, you have to wait for the Well of Ascension powers to gather again, why didn't it disappear after, uh, Ruin got freed? Um, so I don't have a lot of definitive guesses, but I'm really hoping we find out more about the Miss Spirit. Um, and essentially they seem to be the, the, those who came before of, um, this whole world, um, on account of, you know, Rashek and Elendi were encountering them. They seem to know how Allomancy works. They seem to know how the Well of Ascension works. They seem to know that Ruin is a massive threat. Um, so I'm hoping we get more information about what the Misspirits deal is. I don't have a lot of don't have a lot of guesses in that regard. Um, uh, how many ways can you become a Mistborn? Is another question I've been asking. Um, if you have noble blood, you can be born with it, but you have to snap. Um, or you can eat one of those beads that Ellen ate. Or apparently you can become an Inquisitor, and that allows you to use all eight, or all, all not just eight, all of the Allomantic powers. Um, or 
In Zane's case, he mentioned snapping at one point, but he also has a spike in him. So maybe there's like some weird half and half stuff going on there of how he acquired his powers. Um, we don't know. Um, I will say guess... those, those methods have very different amounts of consequences behind them for, oh, I for the imagine. person in question. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, uh, my guess is that even though it wasn't the Well of Ascension powers that put Allomancy into the world, Rashak probably did discover those beads uh, in the Well of Ascension chamber, and that still was kind of the origin of Allomancy. And it would make sense if all of the nobles uh, are able to uh, maybe have Allomancy. Um, how did they become nobles in the first place? Presumably they're descended from the people that the Lord Ruler liked back in the day when he was first becoming the Lord Ruler. So it would make sense if Lord Ruler was like, yeah, I have the special secret god powers, and then I have this not quite as powerful, but still pr pretty powerful powers. I'm going to distribute those to my trusted advisors, such as you, Mr. Venture, and you, Mr. Alariel, mm -hmm. and like all that. Um, and so that would explain how the nobility uh, are known for having Allomancy in their bloodline. It's because the Lord Ruler specifically chose people and were like, you're going to have these powers, and you are also going to be in charge of everyone else. Um, so so th I feel that like maybe kind of collapses down some of the different ways to become uh, a Mistborn then. Yeah, because we do know that you have to be, at least have some noble blood in you. Um, and it would make sense if the reason that is the case is because you are descended from people who have eaten those beads. So like, yeah, those two methods are kind of combined into one in some degree. Um... Yeah, uh, Sam mentioned it. I think I, I mentioned it a little bit in our Well of Ascension talks, but I believe Ruin is the voice Zane was hearing in his head. Um, we also know that the Inquisitors appear to want to serve Ruin in some way because Marsh was like, I don't know why, but I have to make sure Vin takes up the power for herself, or does not take up the power for herself. She takes the power and then distributes it. Um, so I can't let Sazed stop her from doing that. Um so, and that would also explain, like, why why are the Inquisitors even doing stuff if the Lord Ruler is dead? Maybe they were never actually really serving the Lord Ruler, um, or in some regard, uh, they kind of have been serving two masters all along. Um, so the question is, why would all those things be in common? Um, the Inquisitors have a bunch of spikes in them. Zane also had a spike in him. So it seems like if you have spikes in you, you might hear the voice of Ruin and feel compelled to do what he wants. Which, oh boy, makes me real worried about those mysterious nails that they found in some of the Coloss bodies that apparently weren't important to bring uh, uh, up, mm. aside from a passing mention. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess Ruin can also control the Coloss, uh, which is a terrifying thought. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, what I have for that. Um Another question I had, will I enjoy Ellen and Vin's dynamic anymore? Because I am kind of with Sam here of, it, it, I don't know how I feel about Ellen being Mistborn. I really like the balance in the last book of how he's he has uh, political skills and he has more social skills than Vin does. Uh, but Vin is like very um, powerful when it comes to actual physical fights and is able to protect him. Um, I really grew to like that dynamic. And then we also, yeah, Well of Ascension was all about Ellen feeling out of place and then slowly learning his role and i don't know if i want that same arc again except he's learning how to be a mistborn i i i'm 
a little bit worried that it will feel like a little repetitive of, ah, I feel so out of my element, but as long as I have my mentors to help me figure it out, I can get better at this. Um, a little worried about that. Uh, and then also uh, worth noting that with Doxted and El Noah Mistborn, our main cast doesn't have any normies. Everyone has some kind of allomantic no. or ferrochemic yeah. power now. And that also makes me a little bit sad. I don't know. Hawkeye's one of my favorite <laughs> Avengers. I love the normie, the normal guys. I, I don't, I, I love it when the people who don't have superpowers um, hold their own with the people who do. Um, so a li- little bit bummed that we don't have any more normies. It's power creep. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, okay, this question probably should have been the first bullet point, but it doesn't matter anymore. I'm, I'm here now. I mean, uh, Sam hit us with Vin's gonna die at the end of the list, so... Yeah, it's true, it's true. But this one's a very uh, uh, big picture one of what is the actual plot gonna be? Um, so, Sam, I apologize. We're gonna talk a lot about Mass Effect for the next, like, three minutes. Um, <laughs> Mass Effect 1, you have this one big threat... And you have to meet new friends and gather people up to fight against the threat. And then we, you defeat the threat and you're like, okay, that's over. There may be more threats coming down the line, but this big threat, we've taken care of it. Which maps fairly well to how the structure of Final Empire worked. Um, another case of like, this works pretty well on its own. There's plenty of sequel hooks if we want, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a pretty complete story. Well, of Ascension, we have, hey, the threat doesn't seem as big picture anymore. Now it's a lot more specific. But we have to go around uh, gathering everyone's support, making friends, learning how to become a better leader um, so that we can we can rally together and uh, defeat this kind of more small term threat. And then in the uh, at the very end, we, we realize, oh, hey, the apocalypse is almost here. And then we hit <laughs> Mass Effect 3 and uh oh, the apocalypse is here. Um, Literally right now. Which, <laughs> Yeah, certainly maps to uh, Well of Ascension and now apparently Hero of Ages as well. Um, there is good news in one regard, which is that the Edgelord Kai Lang analog has already been killed in the Mistborn series, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about him anymore. I, I, I need to write up a Zane version of Kai Lang's email now. Oh, don't worry. I'm already on it. I, I am posting, like, it will probably be posted by now. That is one of the planned posts for between uh, uh, our, our hiatus. Uh, Perfect. Thank you. I am we can on continue it. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had I had the thought of, oh, he's a lot like Kai Lang. And I was like, I got to do the email. You Good, Ellen, you opened this message. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyways, if we're looking at the structure of Mass Effect 3, um, maybe that's why we have maps of Urto and Fadric City. Because a lot of Mass Effect 3 is not, we have to fight the Reapers right now. It's, we have to convince everyone else to put in 100% to fighting the Reapers. And that requires a lot more diplomacy than you would expect. It requires a lot more favors than you would expect. Uh, it requires talking to a lot more people than you would expect. Um, so if we have Janarl and Set, who we don't know a lot about Janarl. We know Set's whole deal. Um, I could very easily see them going, I don't need to worry about the big picture. I want to focus on my thing. I want to focus on my city. I want to reconquer my land. Um, and if Vin and Elend are like, no, holy shit, the apocalypse is here right now, guys. You can't worry about that right now. And they're not listening. Then maybe you have to speed run uh, helping them out. So I think there is a decent chance that a good plot of the, a good portion of the plot is 
we have to go take re, uh, retake Urto. We have to go retake Fedric City because that's the only way we're going to get General and Set to actually fall in line and help us fight the bigger threat. Um, so I think that's that might be a reason why we have those maps on here and why those those will end up being important. Um, in terms of what those threats are, we have a couple of different options. We still have the Inquisitors out there, and then we have Ruin, and then we have the Deepness, and you kind of you got to pick and choose. I feel like the Inquisitors are going to take the place <laughs> of Cerberus for the Mass Effect Three analog of. Do we really have to deal with you fuckers too? Like, can we really? Can we? <laughs> do we really have to worry about this right now? I guess we do. Um, so that's how I feel like that's going to go. Uh, another question: Do we defeat Ruin or the Deepness first? Uh, I have my slight money on Ruin first, and then the Deepness will kind of be an epilogue of. I think there will probably be some catch on how to control, kind of like how to control the Coloss of like, oh shit, that solves the problem almost immediately. Um, uh, I think that might be the case. Or alternatively, um, when Ruin is defeated, Vin gets a second chance to take up the power for herself mm. and she's able to get rid of all the volcanoes and yay, the sky will be blue again and also presumably defeat the Deepness. Um it raises the question of why wasn't the Lord Ruler able to definitively defeat the Deepness? If he wasn't able to do that after taking up the power for himself, um, how do you do that? Um, and who knows, maybe uh, Era 2 will be, well, shit, there was no way to permanently solve the problem, so let's deal with this again now, except now it's different, different generation. Um, remains to be seen, but those are some of the thoughts I'm having. Um, I have a little bit of an unfair advantage here. I could be, my memory could be uh, false, but I believe at one point someone said, before before this podcast was ever brought up, before I ever really considered uh, thinking about this, um, someone told me, oh, you should read the Mistborn series. There's a really cool fight on a volcano. And I better get a volcano fight <laughs> now that I've remembered that memory. I really want a volcano fight. I've declared it. Branton, if you don't deliver, I will be upset. I want a volcano fight. All right. Caleb now has a volcano theory. This is not the <laughs> first uh, Sanderson reading podcast that has had a volcano theory. Technically, this is my second volcano theory, because I also talked about the, the volcanoes are causing the, the world to turn red. Um, but uh, in terms of what I want to see happen, I want to see a volcano fight, Brandon. Okay. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I'm so, okay. Here's some of these questions I didn't actually have answers to. What's the deal with the Colossus and the Chandra? I asked it a lot last time, but <laughs> we we mentioned they're cousins. Um, it seems implied that the Lord Ruler, it's mentioned Lord Ruler created Chandra. I don't remember if it's directly confirmed or just implied that he also created the Coloss. Um, but what's their whole deal? Um, if the Coloss have spikes in them and are connected to Ruin in some way, why did the Lord Ruler let that happen? Is Lord Ruler aware that the spikes connect you to ruin? Maybe not. Maybe that's why he was like, yeah, I can keep the Inquisitors in line. I don't have to worry about them because he didn't even really think that much about it. Um, but how do the Contra play into all this? How are they actually related? What's the deal with preservation in regard to ruin? I don't know. It's very curious. Um, it would make sense if Lord Ruler kind of hyped himself up to be the preservation guy because he's like, look, I'm lasting thousands of years. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. I can preserve everything. Um, I'm very anti-ruin, so I'm pro-preservation. Um, so it would make sense why the Chandra would build off of that. But it does seem strange that 
humans are of ruin, according to the Chandra, and the Lord Ruler was human. So how do you deal with that paradox? It's, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, uh, we already talked about the Mist Spirit. We already talked about the epigraphs. Um, will Emperor Elend really be endgame? Or will they, like, try to pull a, a Harry and Meghan and they'll leave royal life at the end once they've achieved stability? Um, I don't know. I'm really... It would be a really interesting and uncomfortable thing to grapple with if the end of the story is, yes, Emperor Elend is the correct way to solve the political conundrums of this world. Um, don't, don't, you don't see a lot of, a lot of pro-imperialism men me uh, messages in media these days. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm curious how that's going to end up. Um, I have in my notes, uh, uh, and this is taking from something Sam wrote long ago, but I did write in my notes, somebody's poisoned the waterhole. Um, <laughs> because I did write down that, yes, this is a, a plot thread that never really got resolved fully. Um, uh, my guess of who did it would be the Inquisitors, which would kind of explain how this could have happened before Ruin was let free, if it was not meant to be relevant to the Straff sets dynamic. Um... So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious where that's going to go. And, I, yeah, my guess is Inquisitors, but I don't know. I need to double-check which city the Wells were on. The Wells were in Fadrex City, which is Set's place. So, I presume Poisoned Wells will continue to be important. And it seems like Set's going to be the one that has to deal with it. So, I don't know. I'm just thinking about things. I don't have any theories in that regard. Um... Then my last theory is something I've already brought up. Um, the uh, back of the book promises that it will answer all the questions posed by the first two volumes. And I just want to put out the official theory that I believe the back of the book is a liar sometimes. Yeah, that's not impossible. That's all I've got. Okay, that's all. That's all. <laughs> uh, I have a random assortment of thoughts that have just kept cropping up as we've been talking. Thought the first... Daphne, Daphne Keen's still number one, but if she's busy, Brandon, give Bella Ramsey a call, see what they're up to. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of see that. That also matches with the with this cover specifically. I think they'd be mm -hmm. great. Uh, to our waveforms, when Sam dropped Vin Will Die, like 45 minutes in, <laughs> were hilarious. Just solid walls of laughter. Uh, three, there's a loop-bound train coming in the middle of my thought thinking. How Don't lose rude. that thought. I, I wrote the thoughts down specifically so that I would not lose them because I know myself. Uh, thought the third, having no overall comment on, like, the overall Vin and Ellen relationship and arc and whatnot this book, because one, it is subjective, two, spoilers, uh, my favorite Vin and Ellen scene by far is in this book. So yes. hopefully, Caleb, there'll be one scene that you that you dig at least. One single scene. I'm almost certain um, I know what scene you're talking about. <laughs> you do, because it's burned into my brain. I love it. Is it the one where Vin teaches Ellen how to use iron and steel? How he does need to learn know? these things. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't want to do that. We, we already did that. It's actually the one where he needs to learn how to use bronze, and he's like, I, is this really useful? And she's like, it's more useful than copper, I promise you that. Ouch. 
on the serious though, like we already the point of like doing the oh I'm a Mistborn now is like t a, a tutorial on the powers. We did that. I know we how did. the powers work. I don't need to learn it again. <laughs> I, I don't need to. Let's not forget that at the beginning of Well of Ascension, we got a big old fight and it was very obvious. Like I mentioned, it was basically a tutorial level of, and then Vin used this power, which did this. And then Vin used this <laughs> power, which did this. Um, so I could see them kind of speed running Ellen to learning the ropes in order to, in case this is your first book, here's how the Allomancy works. Um, kind of. In case this is your first there. book, stop, go read the other that two. <laughs> Bad choice, yeah. Yeah. In case this is your first book, who is Vin? Pop quiz. Vin? I just picked this up from the first shelf of the bookstore. I assumed it was pronounced Van. It should <laughs> We've be. We've prepared a Kahoot for you to learn all of these lessons. Uh, my fourth random thought is just me pondering, uh, will I cry when I read this book? Because I have never once gotten through it without weeping. So say, we'll see if... Yeah, we'll see if breaking it down will allow me to uh, control myself or if that is a big old lie that I'm telling myself currently. All right. I have uh, I had to actually rearrange the uh, the the note spreadsheet so I had more room for the pre-book theories because we <laughs> we definitely dug into them more this time around, which I'm a fan of. Sorry, you had to rearrange some of my thoughts? I don't know why. It was an itemized list that made perfect sense in the order <laughs> I gave it. Oh no, I rearranged the entire spreadsheet as to where the pre-book theories go on the sheet. Um. There's there's a method to this madness. <laughs> okay. Do you think we go start the book now? I think we do. I think we go start so. the book now. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the bat uh, two things that are going to happen as we lead into this book. Uh, one is that uh, this is... Our, our first chapter is going to be a few but an unspecified number of months after the end of Well of Ascension. Okay, wait, no, hang on, wait. <laughs> that there's a there's a there's a bullet point on my list that skipped uh, I skipped over. My question was, um, uh, how bad can ruin be if we can just cut to two weeks later and the world hasn't ended yet? Mm. Um, I'm sure it's bad. I know it's gonna be bad. But, like, if you could just skip months forward at a time, it can't be that bad, right? I mean, I mean, maybe Ruin just wants to go to a volcano and eat, like, potato chips or something. Maybe Ruin just <laughs> takes a really long time to wake up. That's a very Randall Sleepy. thing to do. Randall. And then the other thing I was going to, uh, to say as we begin the book uh, is that we once again have a prologue before our chapter one and part one. Uh, and our prologue is a marsh point of view to start the book. Oh, Ooh, is the first word marsh? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Marsh yes, it is. fell from the sky. <laughs> marsh fell from the sky. I mean, he can do that. He's an elemancer. That is true. <laughs> uh, but yes, I should actually give our uh, our first part here. Uh, I, I mentioned at the end of Well of Ascension, uh, Hero of Ages... It is, it's a little shorter than Well of Ascension, but the chapters get much shorter, so there's a lot more of them. Uh, so we are going to start off with the prologue and chapters one through four. Bam. <laughs> Hear that, listener? Yeah, bam. <laughs> so bam. there. Prologue chapters one through four. 
other than that, I think we uh, get a chance to head off and read this book. Uh, I want to let everyone know that uh, this episode, all of our episodes for the past and future are at alwaysanotherpodcast.com. They're only in the future when I actually put them up. You can't like get previews there. (laughs) Uh, Regardless of which episode you're listening to, you can email us at contact at alwaysanotherpodcast.com. It's always great to great to hear from the listeners. You can keep up to date on our uh, episodes as they come out uh, with our Twitter, alwaysanotherpod, uh, as well as see what we've been up to, all sorts of things on the Instagram uh, at alwaysanotherpod. Those are the places that you can find us online. Uh, in the near future, we will be able to find us reading this book as we get started. Uh, And is there anything else that we need to do before we wrap up our episode zero? Mm. Vin tried to cry at Ham's funeral, but the tears just wouldn't come. No, Ham tried to cry at Vin's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, it's going to be a closed casket funeral, so we all assume Ham is dead, and then the big reveal at the end is that he's been alive the whole time pulling the strings for the good guys. Also, Ellen's a Colossus. Oh yeah, we've we've had some some fantastic uh, audio analysis from Sam, uh, including. <laughs> I don't think it was Sam. I'm pretty sure that's directly from the Hero of Ages audiobook. I don't know how Sam got a hold of that audio, but it was really impressive. It's chapter 15. Penrod lays out his case. <laughs> the only chapter in the book that has a title. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's part that's part three, and it, it, it's just chapter 15. <laughs> I've put a mark on chapter 15 in our schedule just so I can see what happens there. <laughs> Penrod tells Ellen that he's a coloss. I really wouldn't be surprised just because of how well Sam can just casually guess things that at the very least, that is the first chapter where Penrod appears again. <laughs> that I can actually check. It will, the, the Coppermine page does tell me who is in each chapter. Let's see. This will be the last thing before we close the episode. Okay, I have my answer. I'm not telling you. God damn it. it. Caleb, listening to your predictions, it it just, you know what? I just got to ask it. I don't want to get too political here. Are you pro or anti-scope?